It's time for another great episode of the Ring Side Brand with your host from the hills of West Virginia, JD Justin Davis, and from Rochester, New York, this is Today's episode is presented by Podco. Podco is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to let them know that you heard about it from the Ringside Rant. Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rant is with you this week. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man of a thousand and six holds. JD, Justin Davis. What's up, bud? Not much. What is going on, everybody? I am here live from beautiful downtown Huntington, West Virginia. And uh, glad to be back here on Ringside Rant. And I uh, got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a stressful week. It really has been, uh, and uh, a lot of you know why. Uh, my beloved Bills uh, didn't do too hot on Monday Night Football to one sexy boy, Frank Bruno's uh, Tennessee Titans, or or should should we say? Tennessee Henry's because he basically is a whole goddamn team because he, when you run for 134, 143 yards and three touchdowns, eh, that's uh, pretty much your whole offense. I see if I was the bills, I think this would have been my strategy. We have 11 guys on the field. There is one of him. What if we all just tried to tackle him? Did they ever consider that strategy? I, I I think they did, but it's like trying to tackle Ron Simmons, I think. Or, you know, Mustadon. That him too. Him too. He's he, <laughs> he's a big boy. I I I don't uh I don't want to mess with him or his man bun. Uh I can't reach the top to get to the man bun. I, so. I, I, I can't I can't either. At least, at least he can tell me how receding my uh, hairline is now, though. I'd have to pull a Bret Hart on man bun and go after the knees. Well, you would Focus have on to. a body part. You would have to, uh, but no, we uh, 
Frank and I had a little bit, obviously, as you know, and uh, we'll get to that sooner than later, obviously. Uh, I, as I promised. Well, on the good side of things, the Bengals kicked ass in Detroit, as I predicted, and they were will now be going to the beautiful city of Baltimore to play the Ravens. Well, and I am fired up and ready to go because I like our chances to at least be in this game. Not saying we will win, but I think we will make this a very good football game. I'm I'm pretty sure the Cincinnati School of the Blind could beat the Detroit Lions last week. Well, you know, but they almost lost it though. Not really. Not not really. It was like 35 to three. So (laughs) I I, I, ten nothing at halftime, but then we started to pour it on. I, I I will say my upset pick of the week weekend will be. I, I don't, but see, I don't know if you consider it a, 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 an upset. I, I will, I'm picking the Brown or the Bengals to beat the Ravens, though. I just have, I'm, there's I'm, something. I feel it. I feel it coming. I, the, the juju is rolling over here in Cincy right now. And we're not called, we're not talking about Juju Smith Schuster from Pittsburgh either. No, I'd roll him uh, down the hill in a bucket. <laughs> um, no, I, there's just something about Cincinnati, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, they're a good, I, I, young, I, exciting team, and they are getting better each week. For sure, I think. But. I think the west side of Ohio is getting the good juju, and the east side of Ohio is getting the injury <laughs> bug, be. as we saw with everybody and their mothers getting hurt. With uh, in Cleveland, Baker's out with uh, what he separated his shoulder, tore his labrum, and fucked wow. up everything. It just came out now. He was talking too about bad, it. too bad, so sad. Yeah, wow. He sucks, anyways. I think Cleveland might be better without him. Just kidding, um, but I well, don't think he's an elite quarterback. Well, they're playing. They're playing as as we speak. We're recording, obviously, the Thursday night. As you're listening at 9 a.m. on Friday, um, they're playing. I they're playing at home against Denver, Denver. and yeah. I even I picked Denver to come all the way from the West Coast to beat them too. So the battle of the orange. Yeah, well, we'll see it's how a, it goes. it's a battle of uh, what are they like? like Three and four, or two and four, or something. I think. They're, yeah, they're shooting, I actually so. think it could be a good game. We'll see. It'll be a shootout. We're not going to get to watch it though, because we are busy, hard at work for you fans, as of always. Of course, as of course, without question. But this is a wrestling podcast, after all. So we are going to be talking about and ranting, if you will, about Saturday night's main event twenty-eight, which came to us on. September 18th, 1990, but it aired on October 13th, 1990 from the lovely sports arena in Toledo, Ohio. Do you know what else was going on in Ohio in 1990 around this time? The Bengals were doing well. Even better. The Reds were winning a fucking World Series against the Oakland A's around this time in 1990. That was uh, uh, Paul O'Neill. And it didn't last very long. It was only famous, four games because the four New A's York, couldn't even put up a whimper. Famous New York Yankee was winning his first World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, actually, as we're speaking as well, the uh, this possible deciding game of the NLCS is happening as we're talking between the Braves and the Dodgers. So Yes. Hopefully for one over on the baseball side, I'm rooting for some Astros this year because <laughs> I am a Dusty Baker fan as a former manager of the Reds, and I hope he gets him a World Series. So good uh, luck, Dusty. Yeah, well, at least if they win it this time, they won't be cheating. So true. So. Dusty doesn't put up with that bullshit. But one show that didn't cheat, obviously, was the Saturday night's main event that we're uh, we're talking about this week. 
Justin, this was uh, this is our second or third Saturday Night's main event that we talked about. We've talked about on the show, and a lot of people they don't really recognize how good this wrestling was. Um, this specific show, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. The wrestling but in general. The wrestling matches, I enjoyed most of what they were. They were star-studded matches. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the shit in between with the German shit and all the puns in every interview they did where Hogan's like, you know something, brother? I've been thinking about making up some wiener schnitzel. And <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> He's got to go get his thermos. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That part just was really crazy they were really going over the top with the themes on these saturday night's main events now uh we had watched i think the safari one right or there was another one we watched yeah. that had a theme was yeah. it Saf- the zoo or safari it was a zoo or something yeah something now they're animals. now it's Oktoberfest, and vince is just having a fucking fantastic time with all his stupid puns to open mm-hmm. the show and everything and it's just a little bit, ugh. but the matches, some of them weren't too bad. Yeah, but we'll get into that. But one guy that looks very good in a later hosen is Mr. Rich Paladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's the opening contest. Thanks for that, Rich. Justin, uh, this week, man, they started off really interesting, we should say. They are now doing yet another bad idea for a theme. I don't think it's a bad idea because I grew up around Oktoberfest, all the German community, the food, the dancing, the lederhosens, what have you. But not in Saturday Night's main event, man. Uh, Basically, the superstars who weren't wrestling were sitting around in uh, Bavarian costumes, we'll say. Poor, Poor the Hart Foundation had to get drug into this shit. Well, they're hammered anyways. They've been they've been drinking. I did like night. I did like Nightheart in that outfit. Though. That oh my god, that was hilarious! But they, but they made it their <laughs> own, you know. And it's just like, ah, come on, man, this is just crap. And then you get you get the opening uh, uh, introductions, and Vince is sitting there, and it's just like you can't help but freaking hate this shit because he just sounds just so stupid. Like you said, with all these German puns and all that stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely terrible. Um, and they did some interviews before this first match with uh, Hawk and Animal. We had a six-man tag team, right, to open this thing? To open it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they go to Hawk and Animal, and the this line got me. He goes, or you can whip her over your wieners. I'm like, what? He just said whimper over your wieners. That's where we're going with this. Hawk and Animal, the most scared tag team in the world. They're telling us not to whimper over our wieners. And then them and the Ultimate Warrior, all three yell, Blitzkrieg! Blitzkrieg! I I don't know. I I really don't know where where to take that, you know? Because you get two different (laughs) ends of the spectrum talking about uh, uh, whimpering over your wieners and then Blitzkrieg. It's like, okay, wh- wh- what are we really doing here? You know, how uh, we're trying to get every German, uh, you know, stereotype in that we can. That's basically the, that's the game. If you actually counted 
how many were said or referred to or shown, it would have been an unbelievable amount. We, we might need to go back and, and see how many times a wrestler or an or announcer on the show gave a German uh, pun or, you know, stereotypical typical mm -hmm. comment yeah. it happened you can make a nice little drinking game out of that too oh it wouldn't last very long exactly my point i'm like <laughs> i won't i will partake obviously in it anyways but it'll be interesting to see other people do it but uh you know you mentioned uh Neidhart there with his uh german get up his later hose and whatnot watching this early segment here who do you think looked best in the later hose and you had me gene in there with his uh uh dress shoes with no socks and i'm like really you you couldn't it's a attention to detail man at least put some socks on for great sake yeah i mean for who looked best it's bret hart of course he's the best there is well, the best there the ever will be interesting side note did you see his uh mount rushmore of technical wrestlers online yeah you did mm -hmm. okay. I I figured I figured you did. Interesting. If if you don't go follow Bret Hart at Bret Hart on Twitter, uh, he mentioned his four uh, um, best technical wrestlers right now being AJ Styles, um, CM Punk slash Brian Danielson, and I'm blanking on the other two. Um, I forgot who they were. I think um, it was. Uh, I know what's AJ. His name? Luchasaurus, maybe. I I thought it was Marco Stunt personally, but <laughs> maybe 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 not. I don't know. Oh, or or what? What's his face? Uh, Juicy Janella, or what does mm. uh, Cornette call him? Goddamn! No. Jelly Janella. Jelly Janella. There we go. I I haven't listened to Cornette in a while, so I can't really relate to it. But, anyways, what uh, what I did miss, I a lot from this time frame was these 90 1990s graphics man i don't know if it was just me growing up as you, as you were too but i just miss these graphics how obviously time changes graphics change fine great wonderful but i, miss I go music. back to this every once the music while. the music is what you know really gets me because that music always just got me pumped up i mean when this show happened i was five years old so just that music and that intro and just how they used to do the promos at the beginning and just, and they usually let off with the main event. Um, it was just always such a fun show. I love Saturday night's main event. Yeah. Cause you weren't six until uh, January, right? Jan yeah. Yeah. Cause I was already six. I was six in June. Uh, but yeah, that is Saturday night's main event theme here. I, obviously we, we played at the beginning of this episode, but was this your favorite uh, wrestling theme song in regards to an event? Uh, obviously not being an actual wrestling wrestler's theme. Uh, I don't know. There's been so many good ones. I, mean, I don't even remember. I, I, you got to go back to, I think, it was, was it uh, when I we mean, did honestly, that one? I remember, yeah. Two weeks when ago when in, we did that when, one. When I was in middle school, I liked Thorn in Your Eye, that opening to Raw. Yeah. From ninety, like the door in your eye. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, I like. That used to get me psyched. I like the one from the uh, uh, ninety-eight there when we when we covered that raw. Uh, but even you can even go back to it with Marilyn Manson, "Beautiful People," for a SmackDown. Yeah. But yeah, the, I think it was. A There's a lot. I like. I like the. I like the old school WrestleMania music. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. That you go real like the early, like the like the early '90s WrestleMania music, like Mm -hmm. around this time. Yeah, I love that too. Oh, you're not you're not talking the whole like way back. No, I mean like this this period of time. Like da 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 da. da. It's WrestleMania, you know. That was I don't know. I just always I love that. That it's not wrestling with music yet, Justin. But I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take it though. Any you have a lovely singing voice. I don't want to, you know, take that away oh, from our loyal it is listeners. Fantastic. Right. And, and believe it or not, another we're talking about the listeners now. We'll talk about this gentleman later too. But looks like Money Mike cleaned up his office. Yeah, I'm not gonna believe that. Maybe it's just that <laughs> in camera view. Yeah, well, he probably threw some couple papers away behind him, but everything else is trash. Well, he has to save the important papers anyways. Uh, the commentary team here on this episode was Brady Piper in a later hosen with no shirt. Yeah. And I paid the attention to detail. Did you notice his wrists were taped? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Maybe it's just me that caught that. Honestly, this announcing was hard for me to get through a little bit. They they both were just way too over the top. Yeah. And Piper's voice, and I, I know I'm going to catch heat for this, but his voice when he's yelling and screaming all the time throughout a whole show can get annoying. And it, it kind of got annoying to me throughout this show. I know I'll catch heat on that, but that's kind of how it was. I can see that, but I'm like, but that was who Roddy was is, is yeah. more so like when he was on commentary, that's who he was. So whether he was with McMahon or whether he's with gorilla and Bobby or, or whatever, uh, that's just who, who he was at that time when he was in character, um, on commentary, but these two are no JR and King. That's for sure. Well, I don't, there's nobody out there now then that were close to that to jr and king yeah. what what they would be later on uh you know and i think we would have had uh uh the AEW commentary is really getting there obviously now with jr who's uh, uh with there with uh excalibur and uh and tony but uh but still yeah there's not really been too many out there that can really hold a candle to them no um but yeah this announcing was just not very good bottom line <laughs> but, oh, no 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 yeah I, I agree with that uh but the opening uh match here was like you mentioned before was the six-man tag uh legion of doom hawk animal and the ultimate warrior taking on the three members of demolition what are your thoughts on crushing part of demolition um he was a big guy bad looking guy at the time I mean, at the time, it kind of was okay. But my thoughts on Crush overall is it's just he's bad. It, it it never works. It never gets over. He never really got over, ever, Crush. I think the, the most time Crush ever got over was Kona Crush as a baby face. Hawaiian that, Crush, right, yeah. Hawaiian Crush, yeah. <laughs> well, like Hawaiian Punch. Hawaiian Crush. <laughs> but, yeah, but, no. I, I – uh... I think it was you're starting to see the change in the guards because I think I don't know if it was um, Smash or Axe that were taking time. I think it might have been Smash that wanted to take some time. 
Yeah, no, it was Axe. Axe was is the it one Axe? we had. Axe had a, uh, like, a, apparently blamed it on a uh, shellfish allergy that he got sick from and had issues with, and I don't know. That's that's a that's a story that I've heard. Right. Yeah. Wh- whether that's <laughs> whether that's true or not, I don't know. But you know, that's uh, obviously your own opinion, as of of course. But uh, this feud, Legion of Doom, Demolition, is something that that the world has wanted to see for ye- several years, leading up to the 1990s here. Um, we saw the Road Warriors cost demolition the titles at SummerSlam uh, to the Heart, Heart Foundation. So they're planting the seeds of this feud. This feud. Why the hell would you not want the tag team match for the titles here? Why would you want to inject? the warrior into it. Why? And it's and crush as well. You can well, Heart, Found- Heart, Heart foundation has the titles here. So neither one of these two. Oh, excuse them. me. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but, but why would you, know. why would you not want to, you know, have at least demolition, get the rematch, make fuck, make it a three way. Yeah. I, I know. I know that's, you know, hindsight being now booking it now, but, and they never did a lot of, if any, uh, triple threat tag team matches in the in 1990, anyways. No, they, but I don't know why. I don't know why this feud never really happened. Um, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances with these two groups, anyways. Like we said, Axe really wasn't around much at one point. Um, that's how they won the tag team titles from the Heart Foundation. Is it was just crushed and smash, and then Axe come in and got under the ring and did a switch, the old mm. switcheroo. And the referee, yeah. Joey Morella, apparently couldn't figure out that that wasn't Crush, and that was Axe. So yeah, you know, I, I wish they had like face paint or something on their faces. You could tell them the di- tell the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, watching this match, you just got to go look back, look back on and say, "Holy shit, was this a fucking stiff match." Yeah, Warrior just no sold for everyone like fucking usual. That's what I was. I was getting annoyed with that when I was watching it. Like he just people would hit him or do something to him, and he just sit there, stand there, like nothing ever happened. But who 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 do you think was more stiff in this match, the Ultimate Warrior by himself or Demolition and LOD combined? Uh. You know, demolition was probably the least stiff out of everyone in that ring. Um, I don't know. I feel like Hawk and Animal could be a little more stiff when they wanted to be. I don't think Warrior had a choice. He was just that bad. That's just where he is. Oh, well, yeah, but it's just like, come on, man. You got to figure something out. Do something. Because it's just, it just got so goddamn bad. I just... And, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it would. It did this match any bad, any good. It really didn't. It was. It was for what it was. It was a star-studded opener mm-hmm. that I kind of enjoyed just because of that. Now, did you even? even oh, f- and I will say this: Warrior's black tights were kind of cool. He didn't wear those very often. And he also didn't have the full face paint either. 
He had like the little warrior symbol underneath his eye. He had, uh, it was like a black um, and, and pink or something warrior symbols on his tights and he had yellow boots, but mm -hmm. I was into his whole uh, get up in this, in this show. I thought it was pretty cool. Now, was there any doubt in your mind that the warrior and LOD were going to lose? Do you think uh, even Demolition even stood a chance? <laughs> no, not while Warrior's the WWE champion. But because he would end up losing it to, but uh, uh, would be Slaughter. Slaughter, right? But where the hell? Because we're in October. Yeah, he would. He he'd lose it a Survivor Series, right? I think it's Royal Rumble. Oh, Royal Rumble. Excuse me, that's what it was. Okay, because I knew it was later towards the end of this year, or it was the beginning of, of '91. Uh, because then, obviously, then Slaughter would go on to face Hogan. Warrior would end up going in that retirement match with Sa or, uh, Savage. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just looking at it, it's like, you can look at this whole fucking card, especially more so this opening match. And it's just like, why? Make me want to believe that they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just me looking at it now and not when I'm six <laughs> years old. Warrior doesn't help you believe it when he no sells everything. Well, Warrior doesn't help me believe anything. And looking at it now, knowing what you know now, what ended up happening after the case, there's a reason why, a big reason why the uh, Warrior's team hasn't been part of this show yet. And it can, and I'll spoil alert, it will not be this week. <laughs> because, like I said, I can't. I, I, I know how you feel about him, but I just think he's, you can say, Oh, he made amends. He made amends. Oh, bullshit. He said what he said. We're not going to get into it. It's out there. If you want to do it, go Google it. I'm not going to talk about it. Cause it's, it'll just piss me off even more. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. You put a guy, you put a strap on this guy and he can't do shit. You know, when you got somebody sitting there, and we'll get into it. Transition here to this Dusty match. You got a guy sitting there like a Macho Man, Macho King at this time. You got a guy like uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase. Fuck, I would even put it on Virgil before I put it on goddamn Ultimate Warrior. That's yeah. how bad. That's how bad I hate Ultimate Warrior. I'd put the fucking belt on Virgil. He was selling a lot of goddamn merch, pal. Oh fuck, Virgil could sell merch. What the hell? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm going to start, maybe I should start like titling these, these episodes instead of what we're covering. We'll just come up with, Hey, Virgil's Virgil's number one merch seller or something, just bullshit fucking titles and not try to have people figure it out. Uh, and maybe I'll try that this week. Who knows? After this match though, they went to a little, a little vin or a little segment with uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and mean Gene tries to throw to him. And the gimmick is that Lord Alfred has his earpiece pulled up so he can't hear them talking to him. So he's on a live mic and he's talking to this guy about German beer and how much he's drunk of it mm. and whatever. I just thought it was kind of a fun little gimmick for 1990 to have uh, Lord Alfred on a live mic like that. But do you, do you think it was too Do you think it was too much or was it just enough? Because it no, was, I, thought, they, I thought that was one of my of all the German shit. The Lord Alfred, Lord Alfred shit was my favorite. Like, yeah, and it would happen basically. 
would happen to have it every segment that they'd send it over. And I don't even know where they, where they were doing it. Obviously it's pre-tape, but yeah. So anyways, now we go into this, the next match, which is the American dream, baby, Dusty Rhodes against the macho king, Randy Savage. Huh? So this, uh, you start to see dust, you see dust and Rhodes at, uh, at ringside, which would, should pretty much hint that something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Uh, and what pisses me off even more that this was pretty much the end of this feud, which I low key actually like this feud between dusty and savage. Oh, I do too. And nothing against see, Steve. I already done lost my baby Sapphire. I done <laughs> lost Sapphire. I lost all my powers. I know, but Something that you can't get away with in 2021 that you could get away with 1990 when you could sell sell a person <laughs> to a, to a, a quote unquote million dollar man. Listen here, baby, Dusty Rhodes needed season tickets to the long home game. <laughs> All right, let me see. <laughs> oh God, that's just for that's just terrible. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we can't. We might as well just close shop. We can't get yeah, any we're better. Done. <laughs> we can't. We can't get any better or worse than that. Uh, but got, got front row parking too with it. Got front uh, row parking. That's a that, that that's at least twenty bucks right there, baby. That's at least twenty bucks. Uh, but uh, we we started to see Diviasi and Virgil coming down, basically buying out every ringside seat. Uh, from everybody that's sitting there. And basically, Verzel's on one side of Dustin, DiBiase's on the other. And the they just start, you know, heckling Dusty. And then they're heckling Dustin. And it's just like, this is exactly what we knew was going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we skipped over this, but Dusty comes out in the rare red polka dots with the top hat and the i had a chicken foot chicken Mm -hmm. foot hanging out the front baby Mm -hmm. no chicken foot you know and yeah the the red polka dots which he wasn't in very often and like the red polka dot duster on top and then you know macho king coming out no robe now uh now he's wearing the jacket and cowboy hat but it was like a blue and black and white checked type gimmick which i actually thought was kind of cool so both of them was bringing it with the attire for this saturday night's main event you know that and that was one of the questions that uh, top gal amy uh wanted to bring it to our attention uh, we might as well say it now while we're talking yeah, we'll about it, it uh while we're talking about it is uh she asked about uh dusty's red polka dots on his shirt and his trunks and uh she only remembers with him with the yellow polka dots well, listen here, Amy, you forgot. <laughs> you forgot. I also have a big red polka dot on my belly, baby. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that, 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 that's a birthmark, Dusty. Oh, sorry. I want to make a match. Yo. Sign up yeah. again. They, they're going to match with my tights, baby. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, she said, did he change the color up? Uh, of his polka dots frequently was this a one-time thing do you remember all the other colors i only wore the um, red when i was really mad that's when yeah, i wore the red i don't really think I don't, he wore, I, I don't really don't think he wore anything other than the yellow and the and the red i don't no, i don't remember I, I don't remember. I remember i don't think 
he wasn't his run with WWF wasn't that long anyways by 92 I think he was down in WCW 91 I think or, was it 91 it was late 91 yeah because it was like flair came there and dusty went there because it pretty much was after <laughs> yeah yeah that's basically what happened is it kind of flip-flopped and uh it was pretty much i think it was right after wrestlemania because i remember him wrestling at wrestlemania and then and then he'd go and then he'd go back down down there with the behind the scenes and whatnot um but we would see dustin try to rise and cheer on his dad but Basically, DiBiase sends him down again and again and again and again. And Dusty's like, fuck this. Enough's and enough. You're bad-mouthing a goddamn good name of Dusty Rhodes and the Texas Longhorns and just punches him in the face. I, I don't know if he actually did it because of that. but uh, And then Virgil starts coming out. So they're basically double-teaming him. This was just a clusterfuck at the end here. I, I, I don't know why why they'd want to in to involve all this shit in this feud this feud did enough for me where you didn't have to involve everybody else to me anyways because dusty and savage were criminally underrated at this time and just dusty deserved better he really did and wwf anyways May he rest in peace, but Dusty was pretty large and in charge here. That's one thing I noticed during the show. But, like, but man, he could just so, gained a but, lot of weight. But he was a big dude. He was always been a big dude. Obviously, he's bigger at this point. Yeah. But you my go belly back, hang just a little long. But but you go down to the 80, 80s when he's down down so, south with uh, JCP with NWA. He was still a big boy. Oh, I know, but, but yeah, you, could, you could definitely tell he was starting to gain some, you know, you know and that one that was fine. But uh, they're still talking about the fucking savage and warrior feud. Stop fucking talking about other goddamn feuds <laughs> during a match that doesn't involve the fucking warrior. There was a match before. Who gives a shit? Talk yeah. about the matches in front of you. That has been my biggest gripe. I haven't watched it the broadcast TV from WWE. I haven't watched Raj Smackdown in months. That was their biggest thing that turned me off is they're not concentrating on the fucking talent in the ring. They're talking about the next pay-per-view. They're talking about next week. Who gives a shit? Talk about this week. Talk about this event. Yeah. I just think the end of this match was just meant to kind of finish off the macho dusty stuff and start this Rhodes DiBiase or whatever they're starting here yeah so this only like i said this wasn't for what it was worth they could have done so much good shit with this feud and they just didn't they basically punted it said okay we're done with this we're gonna put you with fucking dibiase and no wonder he fucking left in 91 he was getting dog shit storylines yeah and i and i say dog shit storylines not to dismiss DiBiase or Dusty, it was just the bullshit that they had they were put through. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of bullshit, here comes Rhythm and boo- Blues. Uh, <laughs> Rhythm and next- Booze was right. <laughs> Rhythm and Booze is an independent <laughs> tag team up here in Rochester. I get yeah, but anyways, Rhythm and Blues. Sounds like, that sounds like the tag, uh, my tag team name that I'd be in. Rhythm and Booze. 
<laughs> but it's spelled oh. with a Z, not an S. Yeah, right. Hey, we <laughs> hey we we know which one you'd be. You'd be the booze, right? Because we know you don't have no fucking rhythm. Uh, but uh, we're <laughs> honky tonk man and uh, Greg Valentine coming out with Jimmy Hart, uh, taking on Hulk Hogan and Tugboat. Uh, and as you saw, I just yawned. I was thinking about the Hogan promo before this. So, um, and everybody knows how I feel about Hogan. If you listen to the show, you know how I feel about Hogan too. Him, 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 him and ultimate warrior can take a fucking short, uh, well, or a long walk Hogan, on a short pier. Hogan's promo was full of really shitty German puns and shit too the whole time. So. Yeah. So to start off, just like every other Hogan match, he makes his opponents look like they're fucking jobbers. So, mm-hmm. and I, I just, Valentine, one of these is not like the other, and Valentine, Valentine worked his ass off in exactly. this match. And he he's really always did. been one of the bigger, biggest and best workers in, the, in, in this era. And you can and, tell he worked his ass off because by the end of this match, he was soaking wet, head to toe, sweating. Mm-hmm. And Hogan was just fucking glistening because he had all the fucking baby oil. Uh, but where where do you stand on Tugboat? Do you think we're going to get to him more in depth um, in the listener questions? But, you know, the rumor and innuendo at this time was he was going to turn on Hogan. Yeah, and he eventually uh, did, right? And he eventually did, but he would have become associated with uh, Earthquake earthquake and 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 jimmy hart or excuse Mm -hmm. and jimmy hart later on but i'm talking about with um uh fucking the the chic tug chic tugboat he would be he basically feud with hogan more and i just think i don't think that that was the right natural disaster to face hogan i just think earthquake should have beaten warrior and or hogan for the title Earthquake yeah. was so he was another one that's criminally underrated in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely could have put the title on Earthquake like before this, right? Like what? Well, like um, instead of doing the face versus face match at WrestleMania six, which everyone did enjoy and want, mm-hmm. but maybe you could put that off another year and have Hogan Earthquake and put Earthquake over somehow. And then have Earthquake give it to Warrior. And then at the next WrestleMania, you could have Hogan Warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we saw and we saw at the end of this match was obviously was uh, uh, Tugboat and Hogan won with DQ when uh, Earthquake and Dino Bravo uh, came down and basically squashed Hogan, which I absolutely love just because they're squashing Hogan. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I just, like I said, Earthquake, I've always liked the heel characters in wrestling. Earthquake was always one of those guys. You knew he was a good guy. He was one of those big jolly guys. But you get him in the ring, he's fucking scary as shit. He scared the shit out of me. Oh, when he smeared Hulk Hogan onto the mat like the little grease spot. You know, when I was that, that made me cry. I was a sad little five year old. Well, you know, and five, six years old, everybody was a Hulkamaniac. Mm-hmm. And at one time, I'm not saying you're always a Hulkamaniac, but at one time, everybody was. 
yeah. if you deny that, then I don't think you're a real wrestling fan. But besides the point. Um, so basically, uh, they come out and uh, basically clearing the ring of all the heels, swinging around the guitar, all that bullshit. Yeah. And Tugboat I'm, saves Hogan I'm just like, with the guitar. The, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? This my head hurt. My head hurt so many times watching this. And Honky Tonk Man, you know, for the most part, did not have a working guitar. Like for, no, Fred, he didn't. Fred hit a bunch of guys at that thing, and it didn't crack one bit. No, no. But I, I just, I just didn't get it. I don't like the match, and a lot of people didn't like it, anyways. But. Something that a lot of people did like, and I and you mentioned it too, was drunk Alfred Hayes after this. Now mm-hmm. they're talking about this uh, fucking sausage stuffing contest. The genius oh, yeah. is the best at stuffing sausages. I would agree with that. That doesn't age well, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And... I heard the genius can stuff his own sausage. That's yeah. what I heard. Unreal, unreal. Anyways, yeah, it's just, just a saying, lot. I heard lot. it through the grapevine. Man, we can't go anywhere but down here. Um, something I really do want to talk about. Um, we're not. I don't want. We're not going to talk about this fucking clusterfuck of a so-called main event with Slaughter and 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 Coco. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to end on this in, until we go to our before we go to our listener questions. Uh, because I really like these two performers, these two talent is, uh, by the way, if we're not going to talk about Coco beware, I just want to make the point that, um, his theme music is basically a ripoff of the price is right. I have to go back and listen to it. Cause I can't, it goes like, Oh, okay. I remember. I swear that's what they ripped that off. Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to it because I can't remember. I, I think I remember bits and pieces like when you did that, but um, but a much better match that it should have been. It, it was rated terrible. I don't know why. It was maybe it was only four minutes. That's probably why. But uh your intercontinental champion, Carrie Von Eric taking a haku with Bobby Heenan. Uh this man should have been should have been Did you know that this is the First intercontinental match where both people had K's in their name. Hmm. I did my research on this show. Really? I'm, impre- <laughs> I'm impressed. It's that little or, shit. Or I just made that up. Or you just made it that? up. Hey, I believed it for a second there. Hey, it's possible. I don't fucking know. <laughs> See now, now everybody's gonna go back into the fucking Google and see like <laughs> this fucking shit with intercontinental. Everybody with a K. First time both team people had a K. Now, now, now my now my mind's going. It's like, is it really fucking possible? No, no. I'm like, I'm yeah, not I'm looking at every. You. I'm not looking at every fucking intercontinental match, but, um, but uh, you know, the Carrie Von Carrie Von Eric is the IC champion here. Would win with their tornado punch. Can't call it the claw. No, he did the claw, and they did call that. Oh, the tornado claw, punch he, was the the discus. He put the claw on. Yeah. At the end of this match, I don't remember if that's what he won it with or not. No, he won it with the um. Uh, oh, then he got punch. the tornado punch after he had yeah, him dazed from the, the claw. claw. 
But yeah. I'm like, you can't use the claw after. You can't use that for your finish. What the fuck? That's how I'm going to go over on Efren. I'm going to put on the claw. The real question is, where is the claw going to be? <laughs> well, that's where you just have to figure that out on your own. I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Efren went and knows where, but... Uh, <laughs> Ah, oh, god damn, that'll just rock me to sleep tonight. <sighs> oh god, he's got the claw. Where it? I can't see his hand. It's it, it, it's in gall. <laughs> it's so vascular. Uh but no, I these two guys, like I said, I think this has been that event where so many people are so underrated and underappreciated. These are two of them, and. You want to talk about fucking stiff matches? Fucking put Haku in it. Put a Kerry Von Eric, any Von Eric in it. They'll uh, they'll they'll make you fucking believe. No, I actually like this combo of styles. It was very interesting. Haku at this time wasn't the same wrestler Haku was, you know, for WCW nineteen ninety nine or or whatever. Um, he was a very different type of wrestler here and. I thought that their styles kind of went well together. Mm. Are you surprised they didn't know what to do with fucking Kerry? I mean, they pushed him and put the Intercontinental title on him. I don't think it wasn't, I don't think it was that they didn't know what to do with him. I think it was Kerry's reliability and drug issues that, that led to, you know, the end of his push. Right. Ultimately kind of pushed him out the door and to other pastures, but uh it's in the wrestling business that is i'm not promoting his his death by any means but because i know i know people fucking hate tweet me and all that bullshit but (laughs) wouldn't be the first time this week but even uh, without that comment you guys can still hate tweet him it's fine they're going to anyways where they tell them not to anyways and most of them are two individuals that we know very well uh anyways before we get to the listener questions i want to get your comment Actually, no, we'll, we'll get the comment in the question. Excuse me. I, I just, I remember it. It's oh, down, down I, below. Did my agent not tell you? I'm not taking any questions at this time. Oh, fuck your agent then. Sorry. We just wow. decided on that. You didn't say, well, fuck, you didn't sign the contract <laughs> yet. God damn it. Um, so with that being said, we're going to send it over to a public uh, service announcement from yours truly. Uh, I pre-recorded this just for, for Frank Bruno. <laughs> and uh, I have heard this already, ladies and gentlemen, and it is fantastic. I so, hope you all enjoy it. I know I did. So I'll give you a little premise before we get into it. For those of you that don't know, I am a big Bills fan. If you don't know by listening to the show, then shame on you. Uh, but seriously, Bills played the Titans this week. Frank and I came up with a jump. Originally, Frank wanted to put money on it. I said, no, I don't want to put money on it. Well, you know, Frank, he's a high rolling son of a bitch. Well, there. exactly. He's high in rolling. Providence. He's, he's in Rhode Island. Fuck. Anyways, he said, okay, well, why, why don't we just do like a gentleman's bet, friendly bet, nothing at stake. He wanted me to buy a Titan. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with a goddamn Titans shirt after or jersey? I'm like, I'm not going to fucking buy anything. I said, you know what's even better? Public humiliation. Humiliation. I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> either one of those things would suck, I think. Yeah, either way. <laughs> uh, so we basically came up with the idea of the loser would have to read a speech made by the other person. 
So with the Bills losing, I have to what. I have to read I had to read a speech written by one Frank Bruno. I'll tell you what, Frank can can write a prose, ladies and gentlemen, and you're and you're about to find out. Oh, this God is damn. some good shit. And this it's is good shit, pal. And this is exhibit what six hundred that we should cancel, Frank Bruno. <laughs> so let Frank, this is for you, buddy. Dear Ranters Nation, I have an urgent statement to make to the Bills Mafia. Something I've had to say for over 21 years. In January of 2000, the Music City Miracle occurred. I need to finally admit that it was in fact a legal play. It was a beautiful backwards pass by the greatest tight end in the league, Frank Wycheck. The pass was then caught by Kevin Dyson, a return first score that sealed the fate of my Bills and led them to decades of mediocrity. Once again, this past Monday, the Tennessee Titans proved once more why they will always be our daddy. Today, I bow down and implore you all to tighten up. All right, it is time for listeners' questions. But first, Amy, I know we already answered your question, but Justin, I believe you have some breaking news just in. We have breaking slapdick news here on Ringside Ranch. (laughs) And uh, um, you hear that dick slap in the background? That's our theme music for breaking slapdick news. Um, Anyways, Amy Vaughn's lovely child Aaron Vaughn who I met uh in Jacksonville when we went to the pay-per-view this summer um he um came and ate half of the cake that the great Brandy Wagner made for the the house um but Aaron has apparently won him and his football team has won their championship today I saw a picture of him holding the big trophy so, Aaron, from us here at Ringside Rant, congratulations. Yes, yes, uh, You yes. did something the Bills couldn't do this oh, week, and that's you. win a football game. <laughs> you wanted me to swear during a, a, a nice moment. What the fuck? <laughs> Aaron, don't listen anymore. RJ's being, he needs to pray and go to church. <sighs> I'm, I'm a bad person, Aaron. <laughs> I'm just a bad person. But Justin brings it out of me. I blame Justin. It's Justin's fault. So anyways, congratulations from Ringside Ranch. Congratulations, yes. Congratulations. Hopefully we'll see him uh, running wild all over uh, the Bengals pretty soon. He's he's living in Kentucky. Could be a future draft pick for us. Why not? Couldn't couldn't do any worse. He gets as big and tall as his dad. He'd probably be able to play line for us. We need it. Yeah, I'm going to say you need that. Uh, But... To, uh, to our listener questions, we're going to start with your friend and mine, the money man himself, oh. Money Mike. So I, I I just literally just finished reading all his questions that he sent to me on Monday. Uh, I just finished. I just edited them down. They're probably like three chapters long. Uh, but I kind of narrowed it down to three good ones. So. His first question is, since the Ultimate Warrior was on the show, what does dextrudity mean? 
Dextrucity. Dextrucity. Is that what it is? What did yeah. I say? Dextruity. <laughs> that too. I, I miss that ass in there. I'm a good reader of words, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Warrior's little phrase, dextrucity. What does that mean to each of us? What a dumb fucking question this is. <laughs> I mean, come on, Money Mike. You know what it means to me? It means that the Ultimate Warrior's fucking crazy. That's what it means to me, what dextrucity means. Uh, I think that means useless piece of garbage. Plain and simple. I, I, I really don't think we could get any more in depth on that. Um, you know, I think actually if you translate it in Yiddish, dextrucity means clean your office, money, Mike. Accurate. True. <laughs> His second question, we, can, we can't get anywhere we can't go anywhere but down on this the rest of this question but um his second question is when you look at the venues used for some of the saturday night's main event there are some in some lesser known cities um are smaller venues such as this one in toledo what impact if any does the size of the venue or the town location have on the perceived importance of the show none I, Unless I, it's WrestleMania and it ties in some which way, like Shawn Michaels in San Antonio or whatever. If it's something like that, yes. But just for a fucking Saturday Night's Main event, no one gives a shit. The only thing Vince is going to do is say, we're live from wherever. And that's it. No one's going to give a fuck. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that they just, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they just named the city that they were in. Uh, and I think pretty much the only reason why they did that is if you're watching, Hey, I'm from fucking Toledo. Hey, I'm from Cincinnati. I I'm yeah. from Rochester, whatever the smaller cities. You're not, you're not going to a Chicago or Baltimore, uh, or, or Buffalo or Toronto or whatever. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of the Saturday nights main events were basically glorified house shows. Yeah, they were. And I think they were probably just double taped maybe right. sometimes too right. and they're basically i think stan i don't know if anybody out there can can inform me on this but i'm pretty sure that they did these at house shows like yeah. loops where they would go and they just hey let's we're going to tape saturday night's main event here here and here during these house show loops wherever they may be throughout ohio kentucky tennessee wherever uh they were at that time but um i, I think it played a little part in it i think just because i, they, I just they, think the smaller venues made it look more packed and made it look right, more right so that was good in that yeah. in that respect yeah what else uh, does the fucker so have his next? jesus christ well God. you were dropping f-bombs earlier on air and you're gonna get mad that i'm dropping them on i wasn't Mike. dropping them on him god damn it <laughs> god try to make me Make, make me out to be a terrible person which i am but still that's you don't do that with a child anyways he, he hey, kicked hard he, times he, don't la hard he, times don't last but bad guys do yeah. he, he, he'd kick both <laughs> our asses uh i would yeah, i know what he would kick our asses in is a rubik's cube because oh, he fun, can yeah he we just we he would give us all the rubik's cube and we'd all have to scramble it up and he'd have it fixed in you know 30 seconds He's a smart kid, then that's for goddamn sure. Thank God. I hope my son's like that. Um, anyways, I doubt it. Yeah, ninety-five percent his mother. I swear, five percent. It's only the five percent that he needs. Um, anyways, his last question: Could 
or should the WWE have booked WrestleMania six Hogan versus warrior two match for this card? Why or why not? No, because we're already moved on trying to sell other storylines at this point. We're trying to get, you know, slaughter over. We're trying to get Hogan into a spot. To, tugboat, you know, tugboat. Yeah, I mean, we're just moved on past Hogan Warrior. And you don't want to do face versus face very often. They did it once at WrestleMania. That's the place to do it. You don't do it here at all. Once again, Money Mike, another reason why you're not allowed to book. And you know that. So, so. <laughs> to make this work for Money Mike, how about I propose this? And correct me if, if you don't like it, fine. If not, whatever. If loyal, if the listeners want to comment on it, that's fine too. This is October of 90. So we're going into a boom for the wrestling business. Would you be down with turning Hogan heel in 90? Facing uh, a, a face warrior. I probably wouldn't be down with turning Hogan heel until like 92. Now, 92, he pretty much turned himself heel at Royal Rumble 92 when he tried to fucking pull, when he cheated after he'd already been eliminated, then he eliminates someone else. That's he, heel shit. Yeah, he pulled pulled Sid over. To, to, to help Flair win. Mm-hmm. That's heel shit. Yeah. But, but I, why... <sighs> If you want to Hogan get that, always pouts when he loses, and then he's allowed to heal and do whatever he wants because it's never fair when fucking Hogan loses. It's always a you know, he, but he'll heal all fucking day long, and that's fine. And Gorilla looks right over that. I think we got red ass JD this week. Just say Bret yeah. Hart was just say Bret Hart sucks or he's overrated or whatever. Pretty much. Well, I can get so, on a roll on Hogan's dumbass. Well, yeah, I could too for fucking forever. But uh, so our next group of questions comes from the devilish one himself, self, Devin Dowling. Uh, he, his first question is, did Rain, did the Randy Savage versus Dusty deserve a better finish than what it was? I think we pretty much. Uh, yeah, I think we covered that. it. And, and but, the answer is no, because the, the Schmaz finish was for a reason. It was they, just. It was Stop because of everything it. going on over there. And it was the DiBiase mix in with Dusty that they were trying to focus on more than what the fuck happened in that match. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would basically, the ending basically squashed this few in a bad way, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but his second question is, so Sergeant Slaughter versus Coco been cut to give uh, the main event more time. No, because, you know, I, I mean, I think this is when they start to build Slaughter as a main event person. So why not put him in the main event here when the main event really don't matter on Saturday night? So anyway. why don't do, why would you not, let's fancy book this. Why wouldn't you put Slaughter against Von Eric and Coco against Haku and put that match up farther? Because I think you want, because you don't want to get losing heat on Slaughter or Kerry Von Erich right now. So you, well, you wouldn't, wouldn't be getting them you, together. But you wouldn't be losing heat if you put Slaughter no, I'm against saying, Kerry. I'm saying losing heat is as far as someone has to lose the match. You don't have to lose. 
Do a fucking oh. smash finish. This oh. whole fucking card was smash finishes. Well, Why not? What's it. one? Yeah. What's that one more? I don't know. Yep. I just think they were kind of lining up squash matches for Sergeant right now. And that's why Coco was thrown in. Yeah, I, I, I get that point, but it's like, fuck, you you, you want to have decent matches on this fucking card. Well, like I said, I thought nope. it was it was still fun. Uh, the Coco match and the Sergeant match. I didn't mind it. I really didn't. I thought it was OK. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because 1990 yeah. is just so much good nostalgia for me. Like none of the matches I was really pissed off about. Yeah. I don't want to say I was pissed off. It's just not, looking at it now. It's like, really? That happened? I like this? <laughs> you, you, you know yeah. what I mean? But For so, me, the, the worst part of the whole show was all the sausage. I mean, uh, without the wiener schnitzels and the sausage and the liner, we could do without all that poor shit. But, you know, they were, they were still trying to, because of their success with like, rock and roll on mtv and all that i think they were trying to now stretch into more of an entertainment type show on saturday night which and i can understand that but i don't know if this is quite the entertainment i needed right, right. but the bushwhackers filling their mouths with a bunch of cheese and spitting it out and but I, it was funny because they said one luke or one of them goes you know where that cheese is from? From under cheese. Uh, <laughs> every every joke every kid said in elementary school. Basically. Uh, <laughs> but you never can go wrong from under cheese. No, of course not. So De uh, Devin's last question is, how was life under George H.W. Bush? I'm going to send that <laughs> over to you because... Oh, okay. You're, well, you're, you're the uh, resident uh, politician. Okay. I can tell you this. Um, and I don't want to talk politics, but I am not on in the party that George H.W. Bush was in. However, I have actually last year finished reading a book about his life. Um, I've always respected that man a lot for the American that he was. He was shot out of the sky in World War II and uh, started his own business and was very successful and served in multiple forms in the government, including the head of the CIA and all kinds of other stuff. So he has served this country uh, very well. And I'm a big fan of George H.W. Bush. And honestly, the four years under him, I mean, I don't remember the first few years so well, but like 91, 92, we, we went to a war and won it within like one day. And I remember everyone loved him there for a minute. And then there toward around the early 92 the economy started to sputter out i think too much trickle down economy from the reagan years and that kind of ousted mr bush but overall i mean the country was doing okay i don't remember not a lot of problems i mean the economy kind of sputtered around but it wasn't like the end of the world or anything I, right. he just kind of got beat by a younger more uh charismatic person and i think the country after eight years or not eight years 12 years of republican rule at that time was ready to flip it over to the other party but i always like george hw bush and still do to this day so i don't know if that's the answer you was wanting but i don't <laughs> that's the answer you're going to be getting <laughs> yeah all right so thanks to the devilish one himself for those questions and if you want to answer ask any questions to us you can follow us on twitter at underscore ringside rant might as well get the plugs in now or you can dm them to uh, jd at jd 2040 as always we're 
more more active there on the Twitter gimmick. So our last question asker is our good friend Mustadon. Uh, he asked, would a Road Warriors versus Demolition feud have ever worked? If so, would it have taken place in the NWA or the WWF and why? Yeah, I think the WWF, if you could, um, you know, heal demolition against face uh, Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. that would have been fun. And, you know, demolition could have stole their doll, like whatever the Nasty Boys did or whoever did that. I don't know. What happened, oh, right. But... Oh, Nasty Boys. It was on, it yeah. was, um, it was a, on front of the motorcycle at 1992 yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm sure uh, Mr. I don't think they had Fuji at this time. If they still had no. Fuji, if they still had Fuji and Legion of Doom had Gary Hart in that fucking puppet. Um, no, I don't know. Was maybe it, that was it Gary been, Hart? Paul Ellering. Uh, Paul Ellering, I'm sorry. They would have had Ellering. Maybe that could have been fun with both managers, you know, getting involved and all that shit. But I don't know. It. I, I mean, I think it could have worked easily. And I agree with Bruce, um, when he says he didn't really see the comparison between the two. I mean, I guess, yeah, I can see because, you know, LOD wore leather with metal spikes at one time, but, um, you know, at this time they were completely different entities. And I think the WWE fans knew that. So I Mm. think a feud would have been good. Mm. My thought was, why couldn't they do both? You know, in 90, you could have had, let's say, have the Road Warriors in the NWA, have Demolition in WWF, do a little cross-branding. I, I know it's out of the realm of possibilities, but I would have liked to see that. Have the big company in the WWF help, help out the NWA. Problem um, is, no one's going to want to put each other over. Like, right, those types yeah. of shows are always fun to think about. Like, what would have happened, like, in... 88 or 87 if you could have had hogan flair or you know whatever um but just no one's gonna want to put each other over neither side's gonna want the other side to go over so it's an impossible dream you know right no i i get that but i'm like just thinking of it i'm like obviously it would have to be one or the other but you know why don't they do like a home and home series like they do in hockey you know have the road warriors go down the nwa or excuse me, have the demolition go down the NWA, have the Road Warriors come up to WWF, see what happens, and then have. Now, if you just wanted to make it a big, huge house show at a big arena and sell it out and split the fucking money and not ever put it on TV, I could see that maybe. Well, yeah, but that, and then this time, that's what a lot of the better matches were. They weren't in front of the TV; they were the house shows. You know, you look at your Ric Flairs and races and Dusties and all that stuff. But uh, speaking of Dusty. Um, his next question is uh, talking about that is where does Dusty's run in WWF rank for you? Was it really all that most make it out to be? Um, yeah. I mean, he was a fun character for me. I mean, when Dusty showed up, I didn't know the Dusty before that because I was a WWE kid. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea who Dusty Rhodes was. So my first introduction to him was him and these polka dots. Um, he, he was always just such a fun character for me. And as we're getting ready to, uh, listen to, I really dug his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, his music is some of my favorite music of all time, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But just the overall character was fun. 
His run was fun that like we just talked about the run with uh, Macho Man, the feud with Macho Man was great. And, you know, they're double their their tag teams with Sapphire and Sister Sherry there. And, and that was all fun stuff. I didn't have a problem with it. You know, it, it was fun stuff, but it's just like I would have liked to have I know he wasn't in the best condition when he came up to the company. I get that. But why not have a run with, you know, I, I would have loved to see Dusty and Von Eric. Obviously, it's a face in a face, but still put that, have him go for the ice. Well, you can title. have them be a tag team, actually, and right. have them go for the tag team championship. You can do that. You know, little Texas, little Texas combo, baby. Right. One, two punch. I don't know about no tens, but that's, for, that's one of my favorite things Dusty ever said. <laughs> Ric Flair, all you talk about is tens, baby. Well, I don't know about no tens, but I got five and five for you, Daddy. <laughs> but he knew how to do that. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, his run in WDF doesn't really rank too high for me just because of that. Because they didn't do anything with him. They put him in these matches with with, with Macho King or, or DeBiase or any of this bullshit stuff that they'd had him do. Um, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't really rank it too high on my list, but, uh, his third of four questions is given the state of WCCW in Dallas at this time, pretty much Memphis extension. Uh, do you feel carrying the WWF was the best move? He was supposedly headed to the NWA WCW in 90, uh, to have that dudes with attitudes faction. Uh, and be the answer to, to the four horsemen with Sting versus Flair as the main event, would Kerry have been a better fit in WCW? Well, if you think about it there, maybe Kerry could have taken the Magnum TA spot. But In 90? That, no, I'm saying, I'm saying earlier, 86? like in 87. 87 maybe yeah. come in 87, 88. Mm-hmm. Kerry come in then, he could have maybe filled that vacuum for a baby face in WCW. I don't know. And then maybe you could look at maybe, you know, a flair, a carry rematch mm. or, you know, all kinds of stuff going on there. But hell, if, if you had carry beat flair, then you could have Terry funk and carry. That would have <laughs> been cool. Now, now see to also piggyback off of that too justin is i think it would have worked a lot better with him in wcw for the simple fact of people in wcw knew who he was he goes mm-hmm. up to wwf up north not i see not everybody but i'd say probably 90 percent of the audience doesn't know who the fuck he is no because they haven't seen his WCCW well, Most stuff. of us are kids, right? I mean, that's who well, Vince right. focused you, on at the time. You just kids. see the fucking gimmick. But looking at it now as an adult and talking with guys like the Enforcer himself, Pondwater Dave, baby, or the little Enforcer, excuse me. Don't call him baby. Don't call me baby, <laughs> baby. <coughs> but he ain't I, no baby, baby. He's a little enforcer. Yeah, a little enforcer, baby. I thought you were gonna go into Paul hey, uh, Paul Bearer there for a second. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> to enforce it. Yes. But I, uh, yeah, I, I would have really liked to see Carrie more in WCW, like you said, to take that Magnum spot there, 87, 88. And he could really yeah. have finished his career there because he could have done a if lot he got, more. If you think if he, you know, stays mentally healthy, obviously, and stays with us. Um, 
if he could have stayed with WCW that whole run through and been there like kind of like Sting, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And and imagine if he was there during the NWO time period. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of fun to think about what that could have been. All right. So his last Musadon's last question is. Could Nikolai and Slaughter have had a feud where we saw a rever- a role reversal uh, from their move or their more popular and pro- prominent roles? Uh, obviously, we saw in this event, we didn't touch on it uh, because they knew we were going to get to it at this point. Uh, but we saw um, Nikolai come out as a American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they the- had I think these two had a match later on. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they did set up this kind of feud. I don't know that any of us need to see that match, though. Nikolai Volkov and Sergeant Slaughter. It's not necessarily Eddie versus Ray. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> not, nothing's Eddie versus Ray. I can tell you that right now. Uh, that's right. Goddamn sure. Uh, but I don't. I think they did what they could with it. You know, I, I we're not going to get a fucking six. 16 star match in the Tokyo Dome from these two guys. Um, they proved a point. It was America versus Iraq. Uh, somebody had didn't to they do that? that at, didn't they do that at the Survivor Series? Like it was, yeah, I uh, think they did their. I think that's what they did. I think they did yeah. certain teams on either side. Uh, it was like the all teams of five strive to survive. Uh, four, four of some. I don't. There you go. They can do it. You can go watch. Actually, I'll probably watch that tomorrow then because that's going to, that's got me maybe later while I'm editing this up. Um, <laughs> watch that Survivor Series. Um, but no, yeah, I would have, it was what it was. I think they would have done it and then they did do it um, to move this, to move it forward. But thank you to uh, Musadon and Michael and Amy Moose. and Devin as always. Uh, to for for asking you questions, like like I said, if anybody wants to ask us any questions, I tend to put out uh, a daily post uh, between uh, our release of this episode on Friday. I usually put another one out on Saturday when we definitely know what we're going to be doing or when we're going to do it. Uh, and uh, just DM us at underscore ringside rant or at JD twenty forty on Twitter. Uh, any of your questions. No question is a bad question right here on the ringside rant. So with that being said, Justin, we're going to go over to everybody's favorite segment other than Amy, because we rank gold dust too low. It is time for wrestling with music. I want to get music. All right. After that nice, nice voice that soothing voice that it is golden voice justin davis there you go it is now time for wrestling with music so i am going to run more like copper maybe rust the rust voice (laughs) it's metallic rust voice (laughs) sounds like you've been smoking for 30 years kid uh, I, sound, I sound like Marge Simpson's twin sisters. <laughs> Thelma and Louise, or not Thelma and Louise, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah. Thelma and something, yeah. Thel- Thelma and Thelma or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our uh, our rankings are as follows from 1 to 18. At the top, Steve Austin, NWO Black and White, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Jake Roberts, Four Horsemen, The Brood, Rowdy Piper, Goldberg, Gold Dust at 10. That's for you, Amy. 
He has uh, been moved up. He's been moved up. Our our uh, people that rank it for us have been fired. Uh, number 11 is Kane, Rick Rude, British Bulldog, Ricky Steamboat, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart as a Rocket, Hoover Tude Guerrera, and last and certainly least, Hulk Hogan, WCW. So, All right. With that being said, I'm excited for our two ones this week. I think the two yeah. songs that we're bringing to you guys this week, they're both from the show. Yeah. You guys probably have a good idea who they're, they are. I referenced one already, but they're yeah. both solid, solid, old school, golden era themed songs right here. So, Justin, I'm going to hit mine first. So, without further ado. Without further ado, baby. Amen. Justin. So that is the legend himself. Baby, dust the rose, baby. Dude, I love that song so much. Sometimes that song will just pop up in my head and I'll start singing it. I just, I've always loved that song since I was a kid. You know, that mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan's theme song back then were probably my two favorites. Yeah. No, without, but that's the iconic. Like, like, like I put out, uh, we talked about last week with Mike Kolb and Frank Bruno is this list here incorporates everything, the wrestler, how the music, you know, gets you, hits you, the feels, brings that nostalgic feel back, um, the popularity at that time, the actual music itself. With that being said, I really think looking at the list, Justin, I really think I think we have to start talking at the top 10. So who's number 10? Gold Dust. Yeah, Dusty's going to slide du- Gold Dust up out of here. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Amy. Sorry, Amy. Sorry, <laughs> Amy. Hey, but Aaron won the football championship this yeah, week. There so you go. Just ignore this app. So how, but how about, how about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? Put Dusty at nine with Goldberg. Put Goldberg underneath Gold Dust. Oh, I'd be for that. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I'm for that. So we'll put Dusty. Yeah, we're we're just fucking around with our own rankings, but you know what? They're ours. We're allowed to. Yeah. If you don't like it, then too bad. Uh, the only reason Goldberg got ranked so high is because that cock sucking Mike Kolb. <laughs> for basically, basically, I, I will blame Kolb for that. <laughs> why? Why not? So with that being said, we are at Dusty is at. Nine Goldust is at 10 and Goldberg is at 11. Okay, so who's it? Hold on, we're not done. Who's at eight? Because Dusty's still moving up this list. Oh, you still want going up? Oh, I, I want to know who's next. I, I just started uh, there. That's not where so, I was. Finished. Oh, I thought you were finishing there. No, I'm just, I just figured he needs, I knew he was beating everybody outside the top 10. Oh, so okay. I just wanted to know. Okay, so, so now where we go? Eight is Piper. Seven is the Brood. Six oh. is the Horseman. Five is Jake Roberts. Four is Bret Hart. Undertaker's three. NWO's two. And Austin is one. I don't. 
Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, th- if at all, the highest I would put him would be seven. Who's that in front of? Piper and the Brood. I I'd don't put, think I'd put I- him in front of the Horseman. So where's that at? That's between that's, but you said before. Yeah, right before the horse. That's six. So we're talking. He'd be he'd be number six, right behind Robert Jake Roberts. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. That's how much I believe in this one. I believe in the dusty theme, man. I I, I think it's awesome. I. How about we compromise? It just gets you in a good mood. No, no, it does. I don't, don't, I, I don't disagree. And, I and just, it fits the character so well. He's an American. He, he, you know, he's working hard with his hands. God damn it! I work my fingers to the bone all the time. That's a different story. You, you know, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know what? After Kelf, Carol, careful consideration and taking a quick poll of our audience survey says, yeah, why not? Let's put him what at six. Fuck? What the fuck? So, all right. So we're going American to the- dream, baby. I'm the most recognizable professional athlete in the world today. All right. So we moved him up to, uh, that'll bump gold dust back into the, uh, to the top 10 then. Yeah. He'll stay at 10 instead of going down to 11. Yeah, but I got a feeling he might get bumped right up out of there again on this next one. So anyways, we will move on to my theme music for this week. And we have got to go. Here comes the axe and here comes the smasher, motherfuckers. It's the uh, walking disaster and that is Demolition. And we all know Demolition's theme music is badass. Fits the character very, very well um all those things man and when you think about this time period this theme song comes to mind so rj with that said let's hit it I love that. The devils will get you, boys. That's badass shit yeah. right there. So I've I will admit, Justin, I, I did uh I did forget. I haven't listened to the actual words of that theme in a very long time. So I I my opinion on it has drastically changed. Believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, it's it's good shit, pal. Like so, I said, it just yeah. fits the character so well, fits the time period very well. Mm. The song still holds up. I mean, it really does. It still sounds great. I mean, it's not like it's 30 years old, so or 40 years old at this point, so it sucks. No, it was it was it's still pretty good. Now, so, let me put it this way: is it top five worthy? 
Who's you think it's five? that high? Who's five is five? five is Jake Roberts. I would slide it in front of Jake. That's right, where behind, I right, right behind Brett. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We could even slide it in front of Brett if you want. That's up to you. But I think it is in front of Jake. I think it's in front of Jake. That's where I was going to put it. it was right in front of Jake, to be honest with you. Yeah, put I'm good with that. So, yeah, we've got, you know, we've got 20 songs now. And yeah, the, these two songs that we had today both broke the top 10 and one jumped yeah. into the top five. So, right. There's still a lot of great songs to go, guys, but that was fun. I enjoyed both so, those songs hearing them again. Let me make let me make a pitch to you here. I still want to keep Gold Dust in the top ten. How would you feel? Are we gonna have a tie for that ten spot? No, 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 no. We're not gonna have a tie. The fuck ties. Oh, okay. What did ties ever do to anybody? I wear them sometimes, but go well, ahead. Well, that never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to count. Anyways, it's just a tie. It's just a tie. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you flip? Would you be in favor of flip flopping gold dust in the brood? Putting gold dust at mm. nine and the brood at 11. I would say no. I love gold dust, or, but I love the brood more. Or gold dust and Piper. No. Or you want to keep gold dust at 11 like he is. I'll tell you who I could flip out of that top 10 for me is Steamboat. Steamboat's 16. Oh, I thought he was in the top 10. No. Oh, he's nowhere, okay. he's nowhere near the top All right. 10. All okay. Right, so, all right. So our listing, our rankings at this Sorry. point. He Jesus used to be Christ. in the top 10 a yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say after we added all these. Uh, so actually we have, uh, in addition to our list, we have Dusty at seven. And demolition is at five. I will post this tomorrow as we're obviously recording. It'll be tomorrow morning, but I will post these as soon as the episode comes out. What I'll do from now on, Justin, I will actually put the wrestling with music rankings in the tweet feed. Yeah. So everybody knows what, uh, uh, how we how we stand with the rankings for wrestling? He's with supposed music. to put them on the show notes too, people, but he forgot to do that. Oh, this week. I so did it again this I, week. I was flying blind on our on our list. That's why I had to ask. Or, but you or, know what? That's okay. That's you know that's ringside rant production over here, guys. That's that's what I'm having to deal with. But you know he's been sad this week. The Bills lost, oh, and Jesus he's Christ. just been depressed. He hasn't been doing what he's needed to be doing. So he's been distracted. Killing me, absolutely killing me. Well, uh, or, or, or 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 here or here's a here's a thought. Put it, make a note yourself in your own phone, like I did. Here's a thought. <laughs> here, wild, wild thought. You didn't bring up the thing you said you was going to jump on me about this week. You don't forgot something about Owen and what I bought him this week. Oh, see now, even oh that oh now even I know. The, Jesus so, Christ, money. So, this is what I'm dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, I, 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 I'll thoroughly <laughs> admit my memory is absolutely fucking shot. I've had two major concussions. I really think I have a memory problem. I really do. Anyways. So your your wife has knocked so, you out twice? Yeah, this has just been in the last two weeks. <laughs> um, so I get just and I talk on a regular basis. I'll tell the story. We talk on a daily basis semi-daily whatever so he mentions that he went to the store 
to get something for Owen. I said, oh, okay, what is it? Is it toy? I'm thinking toy. I'm thinking food. I'm thinking bone, whatever. One of those rawhides, whatever. It's like, oh, no, I got him a, uh, I got him a stroller. I'm like, like, like a, like a baby stroller or like, like a, like a wagon or something. Or he's like, no, it's a stroller. I said, you're going to be one of those fucking pet, pet, uh, not pet animals, but pet owners. Well, he also has a Bengals hoodie on its way that should be here tomorrow. That, that's that, that, he'll be game ready this weekend. That's another conversation that we can have next week about dressing up your pets. A, the stroller had to occur because we went to a festival this weekend where there was a lot of people walking tightly together. And I didn't want him to A, get bitten or run over by someone or bit by another dog. And B, parvo and pick that up off the ground or something but i did want him to go so he got put in the stroller and zipped up so he couldn't get out but he could see everything going off so so here's a thought i i know i know this is going to come a shock to a lot of people and yourself included leave him at home well we were it was an hour and a half drive one way oh we're gonna okay. be down there okay. all day okay. Okay. Kind of one of those deals. So. Okay. I thought it yes. was one of those things that was right or like right around the corner kind of deals. Trust me. If I didn't have to drop a hundo on this damn dog stroller, it was I was a hundred dollars. Yes. I would have been perfectly fine. But you know, sometimes I don't get to do what I want around here. Jesus. I don't Christ. win all arguments. You would Apparently. know about that. You would know about that. When the I, I, I haven't won a fucking argument since 2009. Even that's on what, the show. And, that, and, and that's when I proposed. <laughs> what we got going on next week so okay, next week we us. yeah enough about us and our whatever anyways so next week we're going to be uh ranting and raving have you with about one of the better pay-per-views in uh, in wcw history uh halloween havoc 1997 which uh is coming Ooh. to us on october 26 1997 uh from the mgm grand arena in las vegas nevada uh, obviously, this is known for being the legitimately the best match of all time. I was say, uh, speaking of Ray and Eddie, is Ray and Eddie a title yeah. versus mask match? Um, this is uh, going to be main evented by Rowdy Piper and Hollywood Hogan in wow, a steel wow, wow. cage match. Uh, so Very I know I know we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. Uh, this is also on this card is the Las Vegas Death Match, sudden death match between Savage and. DDP. So we're that's that this this card is stacked yes, uh, with is. a lot it's, of lot lot of good matches and a few. I think definitely and, you can make an argument this may be WCW's best pay per view. No, without question, an I, argument I, can definitely be made for that. I, I, I don't think that there's going to be too many arguments against it. Um, mm-hmm. It may very I'm sure, well. I'm sure there's some out there that. You know, there's some other pay-per-views out there, but this one's pretty damn good. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and it'll be fun. To I have seen, I think I've seen a lot of matches on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching them separately, I don't know that I've watched that whole pay-per-view for at least two or three years, maybe since I yeah. watched it with Tony Schiavone, probably back in the day. But so right. it'll be good to go back and watch it again. Right? Yeah, without question. I when we employ you. Or loyal listeners out there in Rainers Nation to go out, watch this pay-per-view whenever you can between now and next week. Prepare yourself for the show. If you want, like I said, you want, we said it before, 
send in questions at underscore ringside rant at JD 2040. We'll love to get you involved in this show. Give you a shout out, talk about you. Uh, hopefully nothing bad. Uh, we, listen I, out I, for us next week. You might hear us. Yes. Else. Thank you for reminding me. You may or may not hear about ringside rant on Tuesday. We'll just say that. That is true. We'll just say it there. And all I will say is make sure you follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. You will see, see and hear some great news. Uh, but some other great news you can head, like I said, head us f- over on Twitter there. Go over to uh, ringside rant.whatforapparel.com. Check out our great merchandise there as well. Uh, thank you to all our brethren in all these great networks we're a part of full press coverage, the Visionaries Global Media. Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, uh, as well as Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, thank you, each and every one of you that has made the last crisis, last three months, Justin, probably the most played, most listened to episodes we've ever had on, on the Ringside Rant, without question. Um, I don't know if it's me, if it's you, if it's a combination of both of us, if it's a combination of uh of everything in general, the show, whatever, but thank you so much for making this, this show is as popular as it been numbers wise. Um, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that numbers is everything, but it, the interaction that we've had with a lot of people, Amy, money, Mike, Devin, Musadon, uh, hoop, uh, 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 JD hoop, even too. Uh, I've talked to him and a lot of other people that have DM'd and said, Hey, we love it. The more yeah, the exactly. merrier and exactly. get on the rant wagon. That's exactly. Go. It's fun. And uh, Bills are on a bye week this week. So uh, I Bengals will... will be winning in Baltimore. So I, who I they, will... baby? I, I, I will say those Bengals upset pick of the week, my friend. So thank you, each and every one of you. And uh, we'll see you next week right here in Ranters Nation.